Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd. Hope you're having a nice day as the intro music does. I wish you on the Overnight Crowd on SEN as we do head towards the fourth Ashes test from the SCG. We know the makeups of the two sides now. Usman Kawaja does replace Travis Head. Scotty Bowling gets backed in for another test uh, following his six for seven in the second innings of the Boxing Day test. And Stuart Broad makes his way in for Ollie Robinson for England in the only change for their lineup for this the fourth Ashes test. Can they prevent it going 4-0 and on to 5-0? Let us know on the overnight crowd. 0433-98-1116 or plenty of time for your calls. 1-300-736-736. But for the moment on the overnight crowd, let's go and talk some more cricket involving that Ashes test. Also Big Bash League and other international test matches going on around the world at the moment. We've got India touring South Africa and Bangladesh touring New Zealand. Some uh, great cricket going on. Some uh, fantastic scoring and I some even better bowling on offer at the moment. So let's go and talk it all with our man Rory Dennis, co-founder of edgeofthecrowd.com and cricket commentator for Flash Score Cricket Commentators, joins us on the Overnight Crowd. G'day Rory. G'day, how you doing? Good to be back with you. Yeah, good. Thank you, mate. Uh, lovely to have you with us. Happy New Year to you. And uh, first of all, uh, a project that was rumoured and surrounded in mystery and mystique has been announced, edgeofthecrowd.com. What can you tell us about it? Yeah, so we're looking to... Uh... Yeah, we launched it a couple of days ago. It's a kind of a mixture of sport and culture. So if you love your movies, your TV, or your sport, my cricket work, um, jump over there, give it a read. We've got some great stories. We had one from uh, Ben Ghibli today. Came out from the Perth Glory interviewing their uh, yeah. women's coach. It's a pretty good story. It's done, it's done pretty well. So I suggest everyone check that one out. Sensational, mate. Uh, well done to you and all involved. So uh, what's the future plans uh, with the project? Uh, what's, uh, what's on the build here? Yeah, so we've got a bunch of, uh, obviously, writing stuff coming out. Um, TikTok, if you're on TikTok, follow us there. That's um, <laughs> nice. doing pretty well. And then we're launching a bunch of podcasts over the next couple of weeks. So we've got six in the in the can at the moment that'll be that'll be coming out over the next few weeks. So we've got Cricket One, Netball One, um, some movie stuff and, you know, some sport, some culture. Just get around it. Give us a follow on Twitter or wherever and you'll, you'll find all of that good work. Awesome. So that's edgeofthecrowd.com. Uh, look forward to seeing how it goes in the future, mate. Also in the future, the fourth Ashes test. The Aussies flirted with a second spin selection, but Travis Head out, Usman Kawaja in, the only change for the Aussie team. Yeah, that's it. Travis Head obviously unlucky to be out, but what can you do? I guess that's the times we live in, isn't it? He's just a bit unlucky to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That gives the opportunity to Usman. Yeah, obviously Mitch Swepson was talked about for a little while, but then I think they saw the pitch and it looks pretty green a day out. So, yeah, this, the, the pace ball is going to stay on and Scott Bowen gets another game. Uh, Usman Kawaja, the obvious replacement uh, for the left-handed Bradman in Travis Head. Uh, do you think there was a temptation at all to squeeze Mitch Marsh into the side? I think Justin Langer was always tempted to have Mitch Marsh in the side. They're <laughs> obviously best mates, but 
look, Mitch Marsh is obviously in some great 2020 form, but that's not really Red Bull form, is it? So Mitch Marsh would be a good option. I think if they went for the second spinner, he might have come in as a kind of another pace bowling option. But with Cameron Green in that side, I don't think we really need another pace bowling all-rounder, do we? It's an embarrassment of riches, uh, though, isn't it? You know, they've won all, te- all three tests so far. They're getting to rotate players through for debuts or just opportunities for those that have been starved of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. It's the complete opposite of where England is, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, that's the true. You just seem to be able to take anyone out of sort of shield cricket or probably even grade cricket and they'd probably win yeah. this uh, fourth test. So, <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's obviously not great for England, but good for Australia to get some, some uh, runs in the legs before what is going to be a huge winter with nine tours, um, nine tests in Asia. So yeah, good to get some more for that, I guess. Uh, England have had uh, COVID running through their camp as well. Coach Chris Silverwood uh, has tested positive. He won't be able to make his way to Sydney. Although with the tense feeling around the team, a break might do everyone nicely, do you think? Yeah, I think that's probably the, the <laughs> best way to look at it. Chris Silverwood's obviously under some pressure. And I don't know, Chris Wokes said the other day that he doesn't want to speculate on anyone's future. So that's the kind of thing that gets said before someone is kind of pushed out, isn't it? So yeah, yeah I think we'll see a new coach over the next, I guess once his ashes is over and you give the players a nice break from the the almighty power that Chris Silverwood has as coach and sole selector. He's uh, very good at PowerPoint, uh, I've heard, Chris Silverwood. So um, also Stuart Broad, he's in for Ollie Robinson. Is this uh, an off-spin bowling injury, do you think? Yeah, he might have, might have done that uh, spinning finger. <laughs> I just think Ollie Robinson's probably done. He's obviously not the fittest of, fittest of blokes and four, four tests in a row. He's probably a bit much for him, so... Give him a break, and Stuart Broad's obviously a great man to come in. He kind of put his case in the, in an article he put out recently, so yeah. he seems to be making that transition to the media pretty well. I was going to say, is uh, Stuart Broad's inclusion a win for all the uh, vocal sooks out there because he had his grievances on a podcast and now he's got his return to the side, getting what he wanted? Yeah, that's it. It's not the first time he's done it either. If we look back at that <laughs> Pakistan test in, I think it was Edgebast, and he jumped in the Big Brother box and and had a whinge about not playing and got selected the next test as well. So <laughs> yeah, if it works for him, whatever you can do to get a test, I'd, I'd do it, that's for sure. So with uh, Mitch Marsh and Josh Inglis uh, driving to Sydney as squad cover, now, uh, you know, please uh, you know, don't do ignore my West Australian heart beating strong. Is there any chance that this is a bit of a big bash conspiracy, taking away two big-name players at a vital time in the tournament from the Perth Scorchers? Well, the Perth Scorchers look pretty good at the moment, so I don't think they're going to worry too much. Um, <laughs> Mitch Marsh is obviously in some great form, but I think they'll be fine without him. And if it's, it's always good to be around the test side, so I think it'll be good for them, especially Josh Inglis, who will probably be taken to Asia as that second keeper as well. Mm. Uh, Steve Smith continuing to pump out the social media content, this time getting stuck in an elevator. Uh, Marnus helping with some M&Ms. And if Smudge had a bat in there, I don't think he would have come out to the first morning of the test. Yes, that's right. It's not even the ele- He can't even get out in an elevator. So. <laughs> He's doing all right, isn't he? And Marnus always just hanging around him, being a little bit of a pest, chucking some M&Ms through the door. Just uh, unlucky. I think England would have hoped that that elevator was stuck a, maybe a week longer. Yeah, a little bit longer. What do you make of uh, Steve Smith's uh, social media presence? Uh, it's very polarising, I've found. Yeah, it's uh, just a bit of fun, isn't it? I hope. I, think, I don't think he takes himself too seriously, no. which is good. And 
as long as he's not singing, I think we're doing all right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Scotty Boland in for another test, and it would have been pretty raw if he didn't get the nod after his six for seven in the second innings. Uh, the SCG pitch, uh, for myself at the very least, is a bit more of an unknown. Um, I'm not sure if it takes spin as much as we've seen in the past. Do you know any more about the pitch and what we should expect tomorrow morning? Yes, it looked very green this morning as I saw it, but who knows? It, I don't think it's going to spin at all. It hasn't spun for a few years. It's it's pretty dead. It's pretty much the MCG pitch of the last four or five years. So there's not going to be a lot going on. And this will be England's best chance of scoring some runs, I would think. Uh, Mitch Swepson doesn't get a crack uh, at the Ashes, but the skipper backs him in for a crack at the upcoming Asian tours when the pitches are going to be a little bit more in his favour. Um, how do you feel about uh, that sort of a suggestion later down the line where he might be up against some tougher opposition and also on an unfamiliar track to make your debut rather than on your home turf? Yeah, look, obviously, for the conditions aren't there for the second spinner. I don't think it's, it's worth playing, but... He just wouldn't have got the overs in his... Like, he wouldn't have got give, given any overs, so it's just not worth having him in the team. But, yeah, I would have liked to see him get one test at least during this summer before we go to Asia. He's probably mm. going to play all nine when we get there. So, yeah, it might be difficult coming up against Virat Kohli in your first test, I would think. <laughs> Uh, the debate around uh, Mitch getting an opportunity and also the debate of Debo for Debo's sake uh, sparked up once again. What are your thoughts on it, considering the boys are, you know, 3-0 up with a big year ahead, as we're saying, with those nine Asian t- uh, tests coming up? Yeah, it's not something I really understood, especially around uh, Mitch Swepson. He's been around for a long time. He's been in the squad uh, six or seven times at this point. It's not like we're just handing it out to, to some great cricketer out there, are we? We're giving it to a yeah. guy that's taken a bulk of of Sheffield Shield wickets, and he's probably in that spot more than Scott Bowen has, I would say. Well, so, obviously, conditions aren't there, but I don't think it, it would have been a debut for debut sake. He's definitely done the work. Yeah, I um I forgot about Nathan Lyon being 23 when he made his debut, and it was yeah, something like exactly six right. first-class matches or something like that. I, I, I forgot how young he was when he got the opportunity. Yeah, that's it. And I think most of the spinners that we tried after Warren, even Warren, in fact, have played at most 10 Shield games when they've been picked for Australia. So Mitch Swepson would be the most experienced of those guys. And he'll get a crack and he'll probably do very well and take over in line when he decides to hang up the boots. The questions and debate also piped up around Joe Root's captaincy. To be fair, he's his team's best performer. The added responsibility of the captaincy not weighing on him, but the shelf life of a test skipper is not too long if the team isn't winning. There's not a heap of choices around outside of him, though, is there? No, that's the issue. And yeah, this is going to be his 60th test as captain. That's the most for England ever. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you think that shelf life is coming to an end, but there's really probably him and Ben Stokes are probably the only players that are guaranteed a spot every match. Maybe James Anderson, but at 39, obviously we can't give him the captaincy. Yeah. So there's not really much going on there. And then Ben Stokes said he didn't want the job to take, didn't want to take over from Joe Root. So and it's going to be pretty difficult to find another captain if Root wants to give that up. So I think Stokes is a good option. He did well in that. Uh, he did that those two hours when Joe Root was up at hospital, and I think the team looked better. They had uh, very different tactics, and I think they looked good. But if Joe Root, Joe Root wants the job, Joe Root keeps the job. I think it's that simple. That's true. Um, finally, on the Ashes, are they any hope, uh, the English side, of preventing 5 0? Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. I don't think there's enough runs in that batting lineup, is there? I think the openers are, are cooked, and unless Darwin Milan and Joe Root can hit 200 each, I just don't see them. Scoring enough runs for this, uh, Australia to have to worry too much. Maybe the ninety uh, percent chance of rain is uh, their biggest hope across the uh, opening couple of days. 
Yeah, that's probably right. That could be it. Uh, to uh, some more international test cricket, South Africa versus India. India uh, first test goes India's way by over 100 runs. Too much to do in the fourth innings at Centurion for the Proteus. But starting off here in the second test, South Africa well on top, rolling India for 202 and eating into the total, only a couple of wickets down as well. Yeah, that's it. South Africa looking good in this second test. Obviously, not the most experienced of lineups and probably not of the quality of India, but the second test is looking good, isn't it? Um, they've done pretty well, and that Indian batting lineup is looking a little bit flimsy, isn't it? Rahane and Pujara just seem a little bit off, and yeah. obviously no Coley. He was out with a back spasm, so I don't know. I think we might see some changes for the third one. Yeah, interesting that uh, they skipped over Rahane for the uh, captaincy, went with K.O. Rahul, uh, seeing as no Virat Kohli for India. He had upper back spasms, maybe one of the first times I've ever heard that injury. Any cause to be sceptical about the situation, uh, considering what we saw with him being dropped as one-day skipper as well? Yeah, there's a, a lot of politicking going on in Indian <laughs> cricket at the moment, isn't there? And, yeah, you can, never be re- you can never really be too sure of what's going on, obviously. I think they moved on from Rahane because of cricket reasons, but I think there's... Probably some other stuff going on with Virat in the background there. Elsewhere, uh, New Zealand versus Bangladesh. And not that the Kiwis would ever go the early chirp, but they would have been feeling pretty good about themselves at 328 on their first dig. But Bangladesh have gone big, 458, taking a nice lead and have New Zealand five down with only a lead of uh, 17 runs for the Kiwis now. Yeah, that's it. I think the Bangladesh might do this. They've never actually beaten New Zealand before. And I think we might see that first victory coming tomorrow. Um New Zealand just the batting lineup just haven't looked all that good, and then the bowling surprisingly just hasn't really come off. No wickets to Kyle Jamison, which is a surprise. Obviously, he averages about ten in Test cricket, so you think he would have took a couple, but I don't know. Bangladesh has obviously done something special over the uh, over the break because they've come out firing. Even uh, the Bangladeshi bowling coach was saying, I don't know if we've been underestimated here by the uh, Kiwi lineup, but uh, yeah, we're well and truly on top and uh, happy with the application. Yeah, I'm not sure if they're underestimated or if they've just overperformed here. I think that might be more of the case. <laughs> yeah, go with the overperformance, fair enough. Uh, we'll finish off with some uh, Big Bash uh, questions. Uh, Big Bash League 11 continuing on. It's a credit to all involved as well, really, with the really delicate situation around the place. The Melbourne Stars had up to 10 positive players and just as many staff coming down with COVID as well, but able to uh, fill up the team with park cricketers to get an 11 on the field and continue playing. Yeah, that's it. It's a, a lucky a lucky day if you're a great cricketer out there, wasn't it? Just um, get the call up from the from the stars coach and and get out there at Junction Oval. Um, obviously disappointing to have all those players out with COVID, but what are you going to do? That's kind of just the way this competition has to go for the next mm. couple of weeks until we get through it. I think. Can you imagine um, the decisions being on show here by Cricket Australia and also the Big Bash um, setting a precedent that the AFL or the NRL will uh, have to follow coming up in a few months' time? Yeah, I think so. I think the AFL and NRL have had two two COVID interrupted seasons now. I think they're probably just going to want to push through with um with one this year. So I don't know if they they might have to work around that Perth border, obviously. But I mm. think everything else will be pretty much play every weekend as usual. Perth Scorchers uh, called up early again to take on the Sixers tonight uh, following the Brisbane Heat having positive tests. But then the uh, Heat are only going to have the night off and be back into action tomorrow night as well. It's um, some yeah fantastic scheduling on the fly. Yeah, that's it's been incredible work from the Big Bash really to be able to get all these games on. Yeah, assuming the Heat can get all those tests done and everyone comes back negative, they should be on the park tomorrow night, which would be good. 
And uh, one more as well that will affect four or five Big Bash League teams. Some of the England players heading home early to quarantine ahead of the West Indies tour. So do you know if uh, there will be another opportunity for more international replacements or are we going to see more local-based replacements uh, at this point of the tournament? Yeah, I think it's going to be local replacements. The issue is at the moment that some states you obviously can't have um, international players coming in without doing a two-weeks quarantine. And we've seen that with uh, Shadup Khan tonight not playing for the Sixers. So... If they move to a Melbourne hub, that shouldn't be a problem. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if there's games in other states, those international players won't be playing. And I'm not too sure where we can really pull players from anymore either. I think it's mostly Pakistan. Well, Rory, uh, enjoy the uh, first day of the fourth Ashes test. And thanks for the time once again, mate. We'll be sure to uh, come and check out the new project, edgeofthecrowd.com. Thanks for the time on the Overnight Crowd. Beautiful. Thanks for having me. That was Rory Dennis, co-founder of edgeofthecrowd.com. Go out and uh, check it out now. It's a uh, culture and sports website. And uh, as I said, six podcasts that they're about to roll out as well. Look forward to how they go. But Rory also does a bit of work for Flash Score Cricket Commentators as a cricket commentator. And we love having him join us here on the Overnight Crowd. So plenty of knowns now around the uh, fourth Ashes test with the squads of both the Australian and English teams known with uh, Scotty Boland getting backed in for a, a second crack at it following his six for seven from the uh, Boxing Day test versus England and also Usman Kawaja taking over Travis Head's role in the side. So Usman with a uh, fantastic debut about 11 years ago at the SCG. I'll uh, bring you some audio of him reflecting on that moment uh, when he creamed a uh, second ball uh, pull shot for four and uh, just how up and about he was feeling for it. But if you've been catching any of the other international cricket on offer as well, Bangladesh versus New Zealand, Bangladesh making a great go of it and uh, also we have ourselves India versus South Africa which you might have been checking out till late across the evening as well. I'd love to know your thoughts on what you're making of uh, these fantastic test playing nations getting into their work versus each other as well. So on the overnight crowd 0433 98 11 16 that is the text line in studio or 1300 736 736 the open line on the overnight crowd. Let's talk it up tonight on the overnight crowd on SEN. Paul Heath right by your side. We'd love to hear from you. And on the Overnight Crowd on SCN, we'll be right back just after this. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.